0: Hey there, soul family. Welcome to another episode of Evolving Consciously. My name is Holly and I know for sure that nothing happens by accident. This moment is happening very on purpose. So I invite you to really sink in with me as we weave our way through this conversation today so that the message your soul is searching for right now can land deeply with you. Here in this podcast, we have conversations on consciousness, helping you unbecome everything you're not, bringing you home to your wholeness so that you can live a completely authentic, soul-centered life. Today, I have the absolute honor and privilege of interviewing a man by the name of Mr. Don Tolman. He is known around the world by millions of followers as the Whole Foods Medicine Man. and We're going to have a really incredible discussion today about how we've been programmed by society Uh, to cause toxicity and disease in our body. And Don is going to introduce us as he does all around the world to a truth that resonates. And you'll feel this in your soul. I remember the first time that I heard Don speak and every cell in my body was resonating with this truth that I think internally, I always knew it, but here was this man that was sent to be sent to me by the angels, um, you know, reintroducing me to that part of myself. And I know if you're ready for this message, that it will have that same effect on you. So please let me welcome him to the show. Mr. Don Tolman, are you there with us?
1: I am. Can you hear me?
0: Absolutely, perfectly. Thank you so much for making yourself available. I know uh, I'm over here in Australia and you're on the other side of the world in Las Vegas, so I definitely appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, And yeah, I wanted to welcome you to this show and I think it's really important that our audience, you know, for anyone that may not know about you, go ahead and tell us just a little bit about yourself um, and I guess how your journey led to where you're at now. Was there any kind of distinct awakening moment for you that puts you on this path?
1: Yeah, (laughs) I'm known as the whole food medicine man and also known as the devil in the pharmaceutical medical industry because I don't agree with 98% of what they have pushed on the society. Uh And I even lecture at medical symposiums and invite me in because they know I don't agree with what they're doing. And so I've spoken at Johns Hopkins and, wow. you know, LA Board Medical and all around, even in public servant medical groups in other countries. And luckily I've helped over right now, the team keeps up with it for me, but um, uh, we're up to 1,163 medical doctors that have quit their careers once they hear my three day base camp that I do and open their eyes to how their training is so wrong. Wow. Yeah. yeah, That doesn't
0: even surprise me.
1: Yeah. If you want to understand disease and death, study disease and death. (laughs) If you want to know health and happiness, study health and happiness. You know, that's that's the whole thing. And their training is just so wrong. There's such a history behind it. And hopefully we can get into a little bit of that a little later. But um, what got me on the path, it was a couple of crazy things. Um, when I was about nine years old, my little brother got tonsillitis Uh and he went to the doctor because my mom took him and the doctor said, yep, we're going to have to surgically remove his tonsils and his adenoids and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) He looked at the records and he said, oh, you've got a son that's just one year older. It's going to happen to him too. You may as well just go get him out of school and we'll do it today too. I didn't have anything. And they came to the school, got me out of school, took me over there, put me to sleep, strapped me down, cut out my tonsils, my adenoids. And I woke up in the morning in so much pain. It was unbelievable. And I'm like, why did you do this to me? Oh, you'd have gotten it anyway, blah, blah, blah. And then anyway, when I was 15 and a half, almost 16, my two brothers and sister, they were always going to dentists, always. Mm-hmm. Oh, they got tooth cavities. Oh, they need a root canal. Oh, they need to have teeth removed. They need a, and I never had squat, nothing. Right. And the dentist noticed on my mother's records that she had another boy that had never been there. No. And he convinced her to go get me out of school, bring me in and let him just do x-rays to make sure And so she came and got me, took me in there, and because of that whole tonsil thing, I was scared to death. So I tried to get up and run, and two guys grabbed me, and they brought me back, and they strapped me down. He did the x-rays, and he looked at her, and I'm right there, and he said, you're right, he doesn't have any cavities at all, but in the future, he's going to, and you're on the welfare or adult system. It's all paid for, so we need to just take care of it right now.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And so they put me to sleep, drilled all of my teeth, put in mercury fillings. And he told my mother he had to sand all of my teeth because some of them were pointed. And that was not attractive. (gasps) I woke up that next day and I swear to you, I wished I was dead. I was in that much pain.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Anyway, a long story short, there were other things going on in that family that I was in, and it just really bothered me, because my mom's parents, my grandparents, my grandfather lived till he was 98, Mm -hmm. my grandmother lived till she was 96, they passed away on the same day, within one hour of each other. Wow. They were totally against doctors and pharmaceutical drugs, Mm -hmm. and yet the last you know, three to four generations, it's happened that that society has just totally taken over Absolutely. and put all the cut, burn and poison and crap that you do, you know? And so yes. anyway, I ran away from home because I wanted to see the planet I was on. That was just one of the biggest things of my childhood. Okay. I, was, I, I like, I live on a planet. Well, where's <laughs> every? What is it? What is it? What is it? And so I, and so I ran away from home. Spent 17 years jumping on trains without them knowing I was there to get to the next cities. I went into ancient and arcane collections and rare book collections at universities and things like that. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry.
0: That's okay. Don't worry. I We're had here. No
1: We're idea, here. idea my computer was hooked up to my phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay. We're still here. Keep going. You're fine. <laughs>
1: grief. I'm gonna shut this thing down
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally fine we go with the flow here
1: <laughs> thank you <laughs> and so anyway I would jump on freight liners at the oceans to get to the next landmass and go around and but going into ancient collections was my passion I right. wanted to know what our ancestors centuries and thousands of years ago wrote about and what they talked about and what they did and the best thing that i ever came across and it was then it was just put me on fire and that was the wisdom of the ancient healers they were so brilliant they weren't primitive and stupid they were genius and they wrote about it and all of those collections now are under lock and key, and you cannot even get into them. So I was so lucky to see them when I did. Wow. I, I didn't know it, but I found out that all of the ancient healers were originally women. They were the women.
0: Wow, really?
1: Yeah, women have intuition and feelings and sensitives that men mostly just don't have. Women can smell things yes. that men don't even smell. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> you know? yes.
0: Yeah, correct.
1: <laughs> and they would go in to all of the plant areas and smell and taste different plants. And they learned over time the wisdom of the plants that you could eat, that you wow. could dry and make into a tea, that you could use to heal problems and it was just so brilliant what they learned and then others like Hippocrates and Socrates and Pythagoras and the guy Moses finally wanted to learn from the women what they knew and they wanted to be healers and so that's how this whole thing came about
0: right oh I love this stuff I like lo- and I just love your wisdom you know I always say that your breaking becomes your blessing that what breaks you becomes the very thing quite often that you can bless others and that you that you develop you know you you discover your gift and have the ability to serve the world with so I'm sorry to hear about the traumatic experience that caused your breaking at that time such so a little boy I could literally picture everything you were saying and my heart was just aching for you but you know I. I'm so grateful that 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 was the experience that caused you to embark on this journey, and I'm so thankful that not only were you embarked on it, but that you were so committed to it. Because I know that personally, and we'll get to this a little bit later, but just after speaking with you the night after I first saw you um, here in Adelaide at a seminar, you know, I had profound health results like, profound over the next couple of weeks, just from a couple of little things, um, you know, some little gems that I took from that. So, uh, you know, I'm so grateful for the opportunity opportunity to have you here serving us at this time on the planet and to be able to bring your truth to more people around the world and you know on this show we we talk about how exactly that how we are all so programmed this this show is called unbecome and it's all about unbecoming I, I don't believe we have to become anything I believe we have to unbecome everything we're not and when we've unbecome all of those thoughts and beliefs and uh you know all of these ways that we've been indoctrinated into a system, we, we already are. We don't have to become anything. We, we find ourselves right there in, you know, in our whole truth. So with regards to health and wellness, what do you believe about this in regards to how we've been programmed and how we've been completely moved away from the truth, from the real truth that you're touching on now that our ancients were aware of when it comes to, to health and well-being?
1: Yeah, clear back to the earliest dynasties of Egypt when the Swin wet the lady healers of Egypt that learned all of these things about nature and healing and watching animals and what they do to heal. Right. And all that kind of stuff. Anyway, there were groups called the poison makers. and the Greek word for that is pharmakia,
0: okay. which means
1: poison. And they hated... The lady healers and murdered them whenever they could. And that's in all the ancient records. And they even went into the Pythagorean Academy, where these genius scholars and healers gathered together and wanted to make sure that all this information of what they were learning about the healing properties of music and foods and plants and all of these other things, they went in and murdered everyone at the Pythagorean Academy. Wow. Even the records show that Pythagoras escaped thanks to the people that were there. They wanted him to live and somehow he escaped, but no one knows where he or what happened.
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love this. And I'm, I'm booked for your your, your uh, base camp, your three-day base camp, so I, I'm just thriving. I could sit here and speak to you for hours. Um, so here's, Dom, when I listen to you speak, this is what happens, and I'm sure this is happening right now just with these few sentences you've spoken with so many people that are out there listening. I resonate so deeply with what you say when you talk about all this ancient wisdom and particularly when it comes to healing disease through fasting. And you know, you just mentioned there that um, you know, the ancients would uh, study animals and, and notice what they did when they get sick. And you know, isn't it funny how when you get sick you don't feel like you want to eat, but you know, I, I, one of the ways that I just know have been programmed. And I remember my mum would do to me and my, 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 Nana would do with me. And obviously that's what they learned when you're sick. They say, Oh, you know, come on, you have to eat something. What if I just give you a dry biscuit? You know, what if I just give you a dry bicky? You've got to have something in your tummy. And you know, it, it's, you know, you've got to have it for energy. They say, you know, it'll give you some energy back. And it's just so crazy just how much we have been driven away from even in that moment a child's body a child won't eat that you know you can barely even get water into a child when they're sick it's like we have this innate wisdom that just knows but it's been so overridden so um you know c- can you tell us a bit about that and um and i guess how um how our bodies have that innate wisdom to deal with disease without the use of pharmaceuticals and, and i guess how fasting you know how what you know why does fasting work
1: yeah And I just wanted to wrap up a couple of little things about the pharmaceutical industry, the poison makers. They literally took over the world and they took all of their powers and money and everything else they had and put it in Rome. And there used to be a book called All Roads Lead to Rome. And then they funded writers to create a book called The Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire so that people would believe it all went away. And it did not.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: The pharmaceutical industry is the wealthiest group on the face of this earth. They make between seven to nine trillion dollars annually now.
0: Right. And they
1: were the ones that went in, got all the records. And then in the eighteen hundreds, they realized we've got enough money and enough power, we're going to be able to take this whole thing over and rule the world. And the industrial age had started, where factories were being built, and they needed more workers. Right. And so the pharmaceutical industry created what people today call public schools, so that it would be a babysitting service, so the mothers,
0: <laughs> the women could, could go
1: work. and work at the factories.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: And the schools are just not good. Wow. Eighty percent of the kids, it literally ruins their love of learning, and they don't even know why they're there. They literally feel like they're in jail, or something's gone on. Right. But then, them making seven to nine trillion a year, they take that money, and they bought and created the school systems. They're the ones that wrote the curriculums, and oh. who, who, in the, who in this world even uses algebra? Nobody. Correct. But every, Forced to learn it. The only ones that use it are the teachers that teach it. <laughs> so stupid. And, and it's just like they literally control who gets into political positions in all of the different countries. They control it. And they'll pay politicians to write laws to put into place to control the people and to force their vaccines and to force their cancer treatments and do all this stuff. They also bought up the entire mining industry. It's wow. the pharmaceutical industry that funded World War II, World War I, the Vietnam yeah. War, on and on. They funded all of that. And the Vietnam War, most people don't even know what it was about. But if you get a film called Jacob's Ladder, you'll see it. They were testing drugs, wow. psychotropic drugs on people to see if they could create a drug That if they gave it to you, you'd kill other people and do other things. I mean, it was just, it's
0: unreal. Oh, wow.
1: They bought up the airline industry. They own the automotive industry. They own the petro industry. They they own it. But anyway, that's why we lost all the wisdom about how to heal ourselves and especially the power of fasting and I didn't mean to go off there so long
0: no please no you absolutely didn't I feel like I cut in I, I'm so glad you went back to that
1: no and you were going to ask me something but I no so off.
0: I just yeah so what you know what, what I was talking about fasting you know as I, you mentioned earlier about how animals you know the the ancients would study animals and what they did and obviously like you've just mentioned we've really been and it makes sense to me now because you know who can make money off fasting? You know, who can make money when you do nothing other than drink water? Um, I just yeah. did a 21 day water fast myself. And, you know, it, it, it's just yeah. even incredible outside of the physical healing that takes place, even the emotional healing, the rise in consciousness, the cl- it's like you connect with the next realm. I, it, it, there's so much I could say about it, but you know, I mean, maybe just touch on fasting. What is it about fasting? Why does, why does fasting work? Why does not eating, because we're, we're taught, right? We're programmed that you need to eat for energy. But my gosh, I have realized that is the biggest lie. You know, now I do an 18-hour fast every day and I have the most energy up until I eat. And the moment I eat, there is a distinct shift in my energy, um, even my strength. My If I'll do a workout, you know, with resistance training, how fast I can walk or, or whatever, I can accomplish 10 times as many things while I'm in a fasted state than when I eat, but we get taught, you need to eat to have energy, otherwise you won't be able to get through your day. So, I don't know, just touch on that topic for us, on fasting and, and, and using fasting to heal disease rather than eating and taking yeah,
1: drugs. It was the thing the women observed nature and they noticed that there's not a single animal on this earth that if it's sick or injured will eat anything. They just stop, they just stop. And they mm-hmm. might even go right down to skin and bones, but then yes. they instinctively know, oh, okay, I'm, I'm healed, I'll, I can eat again. And so they do. And so they tested it on themselves uh-huh. and it just blew them away, just like you experienced in your 21 day water fast. And the word fast doesn't mean starve to death. That's the pharmaceutical industry that changed that. Yeah. That means to make strong to hold fast, to hold firm, to strengthen. Yeah. And when every night when you lay down to go to sleep and lay your body on the gravitational field of the earth where you're laying down, that's when your cells awaken and start to rebuild and reconstruct and begin to make you strong. Uh-huh. And because you're asleep, you're not eating. <laughs> you know. Yes. And, and so that's the strongest healing we can have is when we lay down and have a good night's rest it's very very powerful but uh yeah it was unbelievable the powers of fasting and what it did and even in their religious groups today in their bibles it talks about moses doing a 40-day fast jesus doing a 40-day water fast john on the isle of patmos doing a water fast yes And, and yet it's taken away i've never talked to anybody Even the pastors and ministers of religions that even knows anything about fasting, and yet it's right there in their Bible. And you ask them, Oh, we don't know what that is. No, no.
0: Yeah, that's uh, true. And that's um, right. Jesus fasted, Buddha fasted. I know that Pythagoras would fast, you know, Hippocrates. I I know that they you know, I know that um was it Pythagoras who would fast for like 40 days before he sat uh any test. Yeah. Oh, It's incredible. Yeah. Okay. So it it does. It's like I say, it's not just about the physical uh, healing, but it heals on so many on the spiritual level on the emotional level also. And then what about whole foods then Don? So obviously there's fasting and that can take care of, you know, and help the body heal and disease and, and not only water fasting, but also maybe we should touch on juice fasting before we move into whole foods. What's the difference between, uh, I guess, a water fast and a juice fast and and, um, you know, I don't know if you have anything that you want to share on that, you know, why I know that you've healed so many people with um, terminal illnesses on your fasting retreats and sometimes they do water and sometimes, you know, they do juice fasting. What's the difference between the two and how, how does that work?
1: Yeah, the ancient healers recorded it all. And that's why I put it to the test on myself and it worked so well. That's why I started sharing it with others and helping them. Mm-hmm. And thousands have healed themselves, even ones that were told they were going to be dead in three weeks after everything cup-burning poison farming did to them. And they're totally alive and they're fine. But the ancients taught there are three paths to healing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a fast path, a faster path, and the fastest path. I got it. And the fastest path of healing was water. Okay. And the faster was juices, the waters of juices. And then the fast path was eating the plant, real whole foods that target the body organs. And they even taught that you can walk the rainbow bridge to get the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And that pot of gold was your vessel, your pot, your body to be in its purest, healthiest state. That's what that whole thing was talking about. Wow. When you go on a water fast, water has all seven frequencies of light in it. That's why when the clouds are up there and there's enough water in it and the sun shines, you see a rainbow, you see the seven colors. And all of that is in water. So that's the fastest path because it's the quickest delivery to all 10,000 trillion cells of the human body.
0: Wow. And
1: so what's interesting in all of that, is that my phone still doing that?
0: No, don't worry, I don't know. It actually it could be my calendar that's open. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so anyway, um, the faster path then in taking the rainbow bridge was you would do one day on red juices. Uh The second day on orange juices, orange colored, the next day on yellow colored, and then green. And then three days of blue to go on violet. And that's walking the rainbow bridge at a faster path, not the fastest.
0: I get it.
1: The fast path of walking the rainbow bridge was you, you would eat nothing but red fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds. Uh-huh. on one day or two or three days however you wanted to do it and then the next time you switched to color you went to the orange and then the yellow and then the green and then the blue into going violet and oh. so that was walking the rainbow bridge <laughs>
0: wow this just makes ridiculous amount of sense even if you've not heard it before it's like you knew it anyway it's like it's stored in the intelligence of yourselves and when someone else introduces you to it it just awakens and I just feel it so it really is incredible and your knowledge just astounds me just how much you know and and your ability to teach it I love the gentle approach you have to teaching and you know I um I'd love to have another interview with you at some point on the whole topic of things like, you know, cancer and vaccines. Like I have a, I'm really passionate, particularly about children. I have another brand called powerful parenting and it's all about raising conscious children. And, um, you know, I, uh, I vaccinated my children um, at two, four and six months because I wasn't aware of anything. I grew up in the, in the medical industry. And that's a whole nother topic for another day. But, um, yeah, just how you talk about this, this wisdom that just, makes total sense and how mother nature has provided everything that we could possibly need by the way of either water or whole foods. And, um, you know, since the minute I heard you speak, oh my gosh, I became a vegetarian. I've never eaten meat or dairy ever since that day. It's another whole industry that, you know, really has us, um, indoctrinated into a belief system that, you know, all of that, I I could just talk to (laughs) for hours with you, Don, um, But maybe if we can touch, I think it will be, you know, of so much benefit to the audience to hear about your seven principles of health. And I know you were touching on it a little bit there with a few things that you said. Uh, I know your son Tyler teaches this as well. And um, maybe if you could touch on what those seven principles are and just a quick summary of each one and how, you know, Mother Nature designed everything for our, 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 not just our health, but to thrive in our health.
1: Yeah, you know, I love the ancient writings about all of this and where they came up with the seven principles of health that would deliver the greatest cosmic gift that a person can ever have, which in today's English is called sleep. You live the seven principles and you will sleep. And when you're awake, you'll have happy feet, you'll feel good, you'll, you know, want to get going, all of that. But the ancients wrote about it. And even today's physicists agree that it's absolutely the truth. But they don't know how those people were that brilliant to understand it. And that was that everything in the entire cosmos has and carries frequencies of sound. And sound condenses into light frequencies. And even today, they have the technology. You can play the notes on a piano and it'll bring up. The color spectrum of the notes. And so the sound condenses into light, light condenses into gases, gases condense into liquids, liquids condense into solids. And the word solid, S O L, soul, was one of the names of the sun. And our bodies are built and live on sound, light, gases, liquids. And solids. That's what we're made of, and that's how we support it. Yes. And the ancients taught there's only one disease, only one. And there's only two causes. You're either toxic or you're deficient. That no disease is a mystery. You're either toxic or you're deficient, unless you live in the modern pharmaceutical world.
0: Uh Then you're
1: probably toxic and and
0: deficient. Yes.
1: Yeah. So the ancients taught that you can look at the signs of nature in plants. And if you find a food, a plant food that looks like a body organ, it targets it. And they okay. call that signs of nature or signatures of foods. Like a walnut looks like the brain. yes. And today they openly admit they were right anciently. Walnuts are good for the brain.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And the part of the brain where a lot of the emotions are being built the emotional molecules, the amygdala. That's actually a Latin word for almonds. And it just goes on and on. But wow. uh, yeah, the heart looks like a tomato. It's red. You've got a tomato in half. It's got four chambers. The heart's got four chambers. Celery looks like a bone, snaps like a bone. And now they know it's 21% sodium, which is what the bones have to store because it ionizes into calcium so you've got to have plenty of salt in your diet contrary to the pharmaceutical crap they're throwing Yes, out
0: that is true.
1: yeah and so so the ancients taught the seven principles of health was every day 24 hours a day if you can have good clean fresh air mm-hmm. no one was ever meant to lay down and sleep in air conditioning or furnace air If it's cold, open the windows. If you've got screens on it, put on another blanket and you'll sleep like a baby. Mm. If it's warm, just turn on a ceiling fan and it ionizes the air into the negative ions that the lungs have to have to pick up the oxygen and everything. And so whenever you can, if you work in an office, at least once an hour, get up, go outside into the open air and Mm -hmm. breathe that air for about five minutes. And if your boss won't let you, then fire him.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
1: And, then, so yeah. and
0: then even hospitals, people that are sick, they don't have any ceiling fans. They don't have any windows. And no. they're, oh my gosh. Okay. I, that's I why
1: they get so sick and get nosocomial infections like golden staff and everything else. And right oh. there in Australia, two hospitals were shut down. And over 2000, Patients in the hospitals had to be moved to other places because everyone in there got pneumonia, and it yeah. was exposed and in the newspapers right there in Australia. It was the air conditioning that had done it.
0: Oh the wow!
1: In the air, and so anyway, yeah, Sorry. Is good clean water. You okay. should drink uh, one liter of good clean water for every uh,
0: 22, 20, kilos.
1: Yeah, yeah, 22 kilos of body weight. You should do that each day if you're up to it. But the least you should drink is two liters. Okay. Because that's the weight of the brain. And the brain is 93% water, and that's what it has to have to function.
0: Ah, so that's why. See, this is the thing. Yeah. Even when you hear drink two liters a day, I don't even know why they said that. So that's the weight of the brain. I get it. Yeah.
1: That is the exact same weight of the brain. And then sunshine. The Mm -hmm. sunshine is not deadly and toxic and causes cancers. That is a total scam. And that's how the pharmaceutical industry introduced sunscreen. Sunscreen. (laughs) And it's the second leading cause of skin cancers. And it's right there on their websites and everything else.
0: Really?
1: It's number one cause of skin cancer is not eating enough fresh fruits and vegetables in the season of the temperate zone where you live. Okay. Second leading cause sunscreen. And I'm sure people could still find it on the internet. Mm -hmm. And it's even on the um, American Cancer Society's website. They were the ones that invented cancer and then patented it in in 1891. But anyway, (laughs) walking, walking is everything. Life is movement. -hmm. We're supposed to move. If you don't use it, you lose it. Yes. And walking helps people mentally, emotionally, physically, and even socially. If somebody's falling all apart, you don't know who they are, just tell them to (laughs) shut up and go for a walk.
0: Really? (laughs) Okay, yeah. Within three
1: to five minutes, they're fine. They're smiling again. It's It's crazy.
0: It's so true.
1: Yeah, And then having real whole foods, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, and grains. And more and more people, I'm so thankful, is waking up to the wisdom of the past ages that thou shalt not kill. We're not supposed to murder innocent earthlings called animals and sit there and pig out eating their dead bodies. Those dead bodies have cadaverine chemistries that rot and decay them and put them back in the dirt. Humans have it, too, when they die. You're supposed to rot and decay. Yes. But the word cancer, if you look it up, look up the etymology and what it means. It means rot and decay. The number one cause of cancers in the body is eating dead animals. And fish and chicken are animals, although a lot of people don't think that.
0: Yeah. That is so true. Do you know that this is one of the biggest decisions and obviously I had always eaten meat and um, this, and I don't like to just push something on my daughters. I'm really big about, uh, um, you know, awakening their own consciousness. And so when I came back, when I heard you speak and then I actually went to Tyler's three day uh, workshop and um, I came back and I, I had all this knowledge. I, you know, something that really hit me was this just at the level of consciousness, you know, I said to, I said to my, my daughters, I said, look, I, I've made a decision that I'm not eating meat anymore. I'm not buying meat in this house. And I said, um, And just pay attention, always be led by your heart. If there was a lamb and a chicken and a cow and a goat and a pig, and they were all lined up in this room right now, what would your heart want to do? Would your heart want to go and pat them and give them a name and, you know, tell them how cute they are and cuddle them and connect with them? Or would your heart want to get a knife and slit their throat and, you know, pour their blood out and eat them? And, you know, I, I, I'd never even thought about it like that, but it's so crazy. Just the, the level of consciousness we have. If you give, you know, a baby a piece of meat or an apple and put it in front of it, it's always going to go for the apple before it goes for the piece of meat. So, um, you, you know, it's just... It really gets to me, which is why I you know, created this radio show. It just gets to me so badly, how, how badly we have been indoctrinated into a system that ultimately makes us sick. The whole point of all of these programmings is to make us sick, whether that be in body, mind or spirit, so that um, essentially it leads back to illness, which leads back to pharmaceuticals, which leads back to profits. And you know everything you've said today just validates all of that. It just makes so much sense.
1: Yeah, geez. and people sit there and think, "Well, where are you going to get your protein?"
0: Yes, <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, yeah, exactly right. We're going to get your protein, and that's the other thing, you know. Yeah, even uh, even protein shakes and things have become so big, but they've they've got these whey proteins and things in them, which literally. I mean, I know a lot of bodybuilders actually. I've been in the fitness industry, and um, and they have such. Bad bowels. Their bodies look good, but they have irritable bowel. They have, you know, a whole lot of, you know, colitis and so many Crohn's disease and such yeah. in, intense bowel diseases. Um, and it's because they eat so much meat and dairy, I realize now.
1: Yeah. And plants deliver what is known as quick proteins. They deliver the fastest protein to the human body. And okay. it's interesting. That's why the largest, strongest animals on this earth are all vegetarian the horses, the cattle, the oxen, the yaks, the elephants, you know, even the gorilla.
0: The gorilla, yeah.
1: 99% fruitarian, and it's the strongest animal on the earth. And that's why today, a lot of the athletes, a lot of them are the fastest, strongest ones are vegan or vegetarian
0: oh wow that's there's like a big aha moment for someone out there let me let me move a little bit to disease don i know i know i just know how the universe works and i know it puts people you know on the path to um to access the messenger they need each day. And I know there'll be someone on, you know, millions, if not out there listening now who are sitting there and this is resonating with them the same way it did with me when I first heard you speak. And the truth, the true truth, the re- the truth that's stored within our own innate wisdom is beginning to awaken because of what you've mentioned. And, Let's say there's someone out there who already is sick and what you've said just makes so much sense and now they're like, oh my gosh, I just want to use these seven principles. I just want to go back to Whole Foods. I know that's what I need to do. And they're already on medications right now. You know, and I know the burning feeling of just going, oh my gosh, I just want to change right now. And the thing is when someone is sick, Quite often, particularly if they're seriously ill, it's quite scary also. They're scared for their life or you know, they're scared for their health. And and when somebody begins to even be open to this, let's call it the natural path, you know, we're faced with so much judgment criticism even ostracism not only by doctors in the medical field but even by loved one around us who have been indoctrinated into that same system that then when we step out of that game you know we're faced with a lot of resistance and you know sadly too many people succumb to that pressure and, and just go with the norm of taking medicines just to escape that pressure. And, and, um, you know, instead of healing naturally, they use medicines that actually make them more toxic. And I, I would love to just touch on that, you know, for the person who's sitting there, what, what would your response be? Because you can feel so powerful, but then powerless almost at the same time, um, you know, how do they make that transition? What would your advice or what would your opinion or your recommendation be to that person who something's resonating right now, but it feels so hard to make the shift, to, to give up the medications and to take this, this natural, you know, ancient wisdom path of self-healing?
1: Well, a lot of times people, based on their mental and emotional and physical health and even their relationship health with others around them because a lot of them will try to bash you if you try to just take the health path the self-care path yes and think you're an idiot and you're going to be dead and you got to go to the doctor you know ma 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 man and
0: then yes
1: pushed into it but the thing is to make change a lot of times people have to just take it in baby steps mm-hmm. you just start slowly and make some changes You know, maybe you stop eating pigs, but you still eat chicken, or maybe you, you know, whatever. Just take it in baby steps and make changes. And then when you realize, oh my gosh, I really am meant to be my own physician. The word physician means healer. I'm meant to be my own doctor. The word doctor means teacher. And before the pharmaceutical industry took over the healers who were physicians and teachers, Years, yes. you know, and doctors, that's what they were. And then they redefined all that. And you had to go to university. You had to go to medical school. You had to memorize all the curriculums that pharmaceutical yeah. industry pays for to put Did into They,
0: they even changed the dictionaries or something. I remember you saying they, they, oh, they got they rid they of have. The dictionaries and, and we don't even know what things really mean.
1: Multiple times they have rewritten all of the dictionaries and even history and flipped it and changed it. And that's why a lot of people don't even realize if you go to a doctor, you have to sign papers agreeing to be patient with them.
0: Mm, And why
1: do you have to do that? Because doctors have a legal license to practice on you. (gasps) And they can legally diagnose you. Gnosis means knowledge. Dia means split divided and unknown and if you look in courts of law in washington dc where all of this was put together originally on this earth and then went out from there diagnosis means he has literally taught you or told you he is guessing and if you sign right here and take full responsibility for any death or harm that my cut burn and poison might do to you then i'm willing to practice on you
0: Oh my gosh. You know, this is what's sad. The doctors don't even know that. Like I've got some friends that are just so beautiful and they just have hearts that want to help. And, and they don't even know this and they're doctors themselves, I swear to God, they would not know what you just said about the word diagnosis, for example. And, um, Oh my gosh, you just light bulbs are just going off. So crazy right now.
1: Oh, it's, it's so crazy. In fact, In courts of law, there's no such thing as pharmaceutical science or medical science. It is literally defined as sciolism or sciology, which means pretense to knowledge.
0: Uh. (laughs) That's
1: why they're guessing and that's why they practice and, you know, on and on. And when people finally realize, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be my own physician, my own doctor, my own teacher, blah, blah, blah. Listen to others, go with my heart and my gut and what feels right for me. And then a lot of times you have loved ones around you that are getting angry and you're a stupid idiot and all of that. But sometimes you just have to draw the line and just look at them and say, look, it's my life, not yours. Mm -hmm. I'm going to walk the path that I feel drawn to and just do it. You know, um, it's interesting because none of my brothers or sisters... Uh, will have anything to do with me wow. and because they're all medical mm-hmm. and even their kids have gone into the pharmaceutical industry and the medical community oh. so they won't have anything to do with me but
0: you know that's oh the way it gosh. goes they could get all this unlimited access to you and they don't see the value isn't that funny how that always happens in families don if, if we can just before we i've got to, i've got to touch on something before we kind of You know, start wrapping this up. I I could literally talk to you for three more hours with it. And I'm sure the listeners could sit there and listen for another three hours. It's just so incredible to listen to. But If you don't mind, I want to touch on something. I want to touch on the big C word, the cancer, okay? We're touching on illness and I I can't go there. You know, I always like to take risks and be not necessarily be controversial, but raise things that I believe that are the biggest truths that need to be out there um, around controversial issues. And obviously, there is so much fear around the word cancer that the minute you get cancer, there is such a, a distinct Fear that the first response now is just to want to get it out of your body and to want to cut it out and get it biopsied and know what it is and just remove it. And you know, I've had a personal experience myself in the last couple of years with my dad starting with bowel cancer and, um, you know, then, then it went to liver cancer and he's kind of just at the end of that journey there now, uh, in terms of uh finishing chemo and things like that, but um. I remember, I, I don't, I, forgive me if I get this a little bit wrong, but I, just, I know for sure that when I listened to you, you said something to the effect of, can't we don't need to be scared of cancer that cancer is actually your body helping you um and i love the way you explained it can you explain that to our audience how you know because i'm sure they're thinking what i'm thinking how on earth can cancer be helping you it kills you it's it's the it's the one thing that kills us all that we don't know how to cure and things like that so can we can we go down the road of cancer for a little bit
1: yeah absolutely and i'll keep it short but the thing is Your body, every human body, makes millions and millions of cancer cells on a daily basis. They are the body's protectors. And even the pharmaceutical medical world calls these cells the immortal cells. They can't kill them. They've tried and tried and tried and tried. They can't kill them. And they're there to protect you. Cancer cells recognize toxic materials inside your body Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: they will go up to them and surround the toxins and build a garbage can which latin is tumor a a tumor is a garbage can the cancer cells are containing those poisons so that they don't damage you or kill you that's what they're doing they're there to protect you and The ancients knew that if you get some kind of a tumor like that, all you've got to do is eat the proper foods, which I teach and share with them the ancient wisdom, and it heals every cancer in the human body. We even had a guy in Melbourne that was sent home with 12 brain tumors because his cancer had amastatized from the gut to the liver, to the pancreas, to the spine, to the brain, And he had had surgeries and all the crap they do they sent him home said you got about three weeks his neighbor Mm -hmm. knows about me and so he got a hold of me he knew I was coming into Melbourne took me over to the guy's house I sat there and talked to him for two hours took all his medications away from him because I said the reason they can tell you how long you've got to live and you're gonna die in such and such a time they're Mm -hmm. not gone They can tell you that because of the study of the toxicologies and the chemicals you're putting in your body on a daily basis. They Uh study that. They study it on animals. They study it on humans, and that's why they can tell you. Anyway, he went on television there in Australia like six years later and blamed me that he was still alive. (laughs) It was funny. It was funny the way he said it. But anyway, the tumors are there to hold the toxins. When you eat the right foods especially those ones that have sulfurines and histones mm-hmm. and so things like broccoli and cauliflower and brussels sprouts and garlic and onions and asparagus and things like that right and even do so a little bit of water fasting or juice fasting it just depend on where the person is mentally physically and emotionally whatever they can handle yeah but it's fascinating because those foods target the removal of the toxins inside the garbage can. And once they're gone and dumped into the bowels or into the urine and pushed out of the body, the macrophages, the large eating cells, come in and deconstruct the tumor and it goes away. That's it.
0: Wow. So the person out there who's either, you know, literally everyone either has cancer or knows someone with cancer, I really believe just through hearing what you've just said, I remember this deep sense of peace just coming over me that even though my dad at the time was already in the middle of his, you know, 12 rounds of chemo or whatever, I just had this belief that, you know, that, that he doesn't have to die, that even if, even though he's already got the toxins in him, that if he does all the right things, you know, it prolongs his and rapidly increases his chances that that it's all okay and you can still live and it's, it, you know, it's kind of like, it's never too late kind of a thing. I mean, I, I understand a
1: hundred percent, a hundred percent.
0: Beautiful. Wow. Your cells
1: never turn on you like, the, like they teach every cell in your body wants to live they don't turn on you and try to kill you and do all this other stuff. It's just a bunch mm-hmm. of crap.
0: See, that's the truth. That's it. Oh, Don, it's been such a pleasure and I'm going to have to, I'm sorry, you're going to get another message from me. I'm going to have to lock you down for another time and to, to, you know, to maybe go into some of these topics a little bit deeper. I, I think, um, you know, I definitely love, I, I really have a calling since I've realized what I've realized to get a message out around the meat and dairy industry and things like that. And um, uh. Uh, you know, maybe even, you know, medicines and things like that. So I, if you're open to it, I would love to invite you back on the show and, and we can get some more information out to these um millions of listeners that, you know, you just never know the ripple effect of something. And so thank you for being available. Thank you for, uh, you know, I guess for traveling your journey, Don, I really want to take that moment to just say, you know, no journey is um, easy as such. And I'm sure that along your path, I know you've had many challenges and, um, you know, and, and being fought against by some of these big bodies that want to probably even shut you up and, and shut you down so that the truth doesn't get out there. So whatever it is that you've had to um, endure and get through on your journey, I, I thank you because if, if you, if you, didn't take that path and you weren't so committed we wouldn't have the gift of your knowledge and and not just your knowledge like I said but the way that you deliver it so you know it's it certainly is a blessing and um, I want to thank you for whatever it is you've done to develop yourself to this point so that you can be a messenger that literally serves the world.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you and bless you and I look forward to doing this again. With
0: you. oh thank you so much and for those of you that are, are listening you know we always say this kind of life it takes courage it takes courage to step out of what they call the norm it takes courage to even go within yourself and listen to your innate wisdom rather than you know the indoctrinations and the programmings that society give to us so please as you depart from here today depart from here with courage the courage to believe in a better way The courage to voice what you've got to say. The courage to thrive when times are tough. And above all else, the courage to know you are good enough. Goodbye, everyone.